0: Welcome to Tuesday on the Pure Opelka podcast. Mike here. Glad you are picking it up. We're seeing little increases every day in the people who are downloading and or listening to the podcast. And I would like you, if you enjoy it, to tell your friends about it. It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, all the usual places. It's free. And you can also tell them to get it at com where I also post a uh, daily list of stories that get my attention. And I also look back on this day, back in the day in history, because history is really important. For example, 1692, Massachusetts started arresting witches. (laughs) God. Craziness in our history, right? And in uh, 1780, on this date, Pennsylvania became the first state in the Union To abolish slavery. Good for you, Pennsylvania. Good for you. Ahead of the rest of the country. Now Pennsylvania's kind of fallen back a little bit with some of the uh, blue state politics from places like Philadelphia. Let's hope they can uh, wake up. Also, um, the stories that we have to get to today, we'll talk about the Biden administration and and there will be another episode of one of our favorite segments. What in God's name (laughs) is Joe Biden trying to say? That's a great question to ask. We'll ask it today and play you some of the things that Joe said yesterday and try and figure out what the hell he's trying to talk about. Also, uh, the uh, Washington Free Beacon has an incredible story about a follow-up On what we talked about yesterday as relates to the Second Amendment, San Jose, California, demanding that gun owners have to have liability insurance and there's an annual gun tax, basically, a fee for the privilege of uh, exercising your Second Amendment, which I think is just totally unconstitutional, illegal, should be challenged. It has been. We'll see if it gets knocked out. But uh, in a follow-up to that, the Free Beacon has a story About the uh, Biden administration maintaining a nearly one billion record file of gun purchases in this country. Now, why would they do that? Is it to make a gun registry to follow up on what San Jose is doing? I believe that's what's going on. Don't like it one bit, but we'll find out more. We'll keep up on that story. Uh, The State Department is telling uh, families of every American worker in Belarus to get the hell out because Russia has apparently surrounded Ukraine on three sides. I don't know if this is ever going to become anything. I tend to think the Biden administration is overblowing this to distract from all the other failures in the administration, specifically the economy, the border, and just about everything else. We're going to get a big jobs report on Thursday or Friday of this week, and that could cause this administration trouble. They're already sounding the alarm saying, well, you know, we had all that Omicron that was out there, so uh, don't be expecting anything too great on that. Uh, We also have to talk about Whoopi Goldberg, and we will. For those of you that don't know, I actually worked with Whoopi on radio a few years ago. I was the executive producer of Wake Up With Whoopi, which was a terrible show. And it's really only a terrible show because there were too many spatulas in the pot, too many cooks in the kitchen. That always happens. Whoopi's not intellectually dumb. She's not at all, but she says dumb things on occasion, and she said some dumb things yesterday, and we'll talk about that. Uh, If you're a fan of a Domino's pizza, I don't know if you've noticed it, maybe in your area. I lived in New York for quite a while and loved the pizza in New York. Some of the greatest pizza in the world, everywhere, Uh, on every block, there's a great pizza parlor. But if you don't have great pizza and you're stuck with Domino's or another chain, they're having trouble getting delivery drivers. So Domino's is offering you a $3 tip, if you will. To come and pick up your own pizza. Kind of interesting, right? Yeah, very. Um, As we're getting ready to talk about Whoopi Goldberg and the calls for her to be canceled, I don't want her canceled. I don't want anybody canceled. I don't want anybody canceled. I think all speech needs to be heard. Especially speech that bothers you, so you can know actually what people are thinking. But I'm sure that some of the Nistas are going to get mad at Sean Penn because he, uh, in an interview, said that uh, feminized American men are suffering from cowardly genes not jeans you wear, genes that are inside you. He's saying we've destroyed uh, the uh, manhood of American men, tried in many cases and succeeded in many cases. Not all of us, Sean Penn. But Sean Penn's a guy who's been so far left, I've rarely paid attention to what he said. I hope he doesn't get canceled for this. This is the smartest thing he's ever said. And uh, before we started making the podcast today, Tom Brady apparently has announced, yeah, he is retiring. A day after he said he wasn't retiring and a day after the media said he was. So is it real? Is it going to stick? I think it is. I wonder if he got that $15 million. There was something about him making it to February, which we are now in February, that he would uh, be able to cash in a bonus offer for $15 million that was built into his contract. Probably. He's such a smart dude. He probably is doing that. And uh, a little bit of schadenfreude moment here. A little bit of schadenfreude taking pleasure in the misfortune of others. A spice company, a store that sells spices, a really high-end spice company, is begging for customers. This Wisconsin-based company called Penzi's Spices is having a hard time keeping the doors open because their CEO, Bill Penzi, talked about the Martin Luther King Day weekend and referred to it as, quote, Republicans are racist weekend, close quote, in a newsletter that was out to customers. This guy sends on a newsletter to his customers and calls Republicans racist. And now he's having trouble keeping the doors open. He's begging people to buy gift cards that they're never going to use. I'm... Never a fan of boycotts. I'm just saying if you could buy your spices somewhere else, I'm thinking I would buy from a store that doesn't call me a racist. That's just me. i'm I'm kind of crazy that way. What a wild story, huh? It, it's been a, a crazy day with a lot of crazy bits of news in it. Uh, oh, one more bit of crazy news. Back in the 80s, Robin Williams is credited with saying that cocaine was God's way of telling you you are making too much money. Kind of clever, kind of accurate. And um, I think we've learned that Justin Bieber has too much money. No, he's not doing anything with cocaine, but he did spend $1.4 million dollars. On an NFT, a non fungible token for something called Bored Ape. Bored Ape NFT, 1.4 million. Beebs, we like you, but that seems to be a little bit crazy. All right, let's get to the Whoopi thing. Whoopi Goldberg had to work overtime yesterday after she put both feet in her mouth. On The View, the show that she kind of runs herd on with all the harpies. Uh, they can't get a um, a conservative on that show since Meghan McCain left. They've been trying to, but nobody will go there because it's such a toxic environment. They even attack their own. If you step out of line, you are attacked. But yesterday, Whoopi put herself in the crosshairs of a whole bunch of people around the world, including me when um, she said this.
1: Well, also, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No.
0: Wait, what? The Holocaust wasn't about race? Germany was trying to eradicate all of the Jews, an entire race of people that they wanted eliminated? No, Whoopi, Whoopi didn't see it that way. And it went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And by the time they went to commercial break, I'm betting The View probably had several hundred angry calls to the ABC switchboard. There were so many people upset about that ridiculous remark that Whoopi had to issue a retraction. And she also had to go on late night TV with Stephen Colbert, a safe space if you are a member of the woke universe. Uh, Whoopi was the first guest of Colbert last night.
2: Good to see you again. Good to see you you. you again. And you. Now, you made some news this morning. Yes. On The View. Yes, I did. When y'all were talking about the Holocaust. Yeah. And would you care to uh, follow up? Clarify what you said this morning I don't know because I, it confused some people it, it,
1: it upset a lot of people yes. which was never ever 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 my intention I okay. thought we were having uh, discussion uh, Because i I feel being black when we talk about race. It's a very different thing to me mm-hmm. so I said that I I felt that the Holocaust wasn't about race and people got very, very, very angry and still are angry. I mean, I'm getting, you know, all of the, the mail from folks and the very real anger because people feel very differently.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do because an entire race of people, six million of them nearly was eradicated and to deny it is insane. It's awful,
1: Whoopi. But go ahead, try and, try and pass this up. But I thought it was a, a salient discussion because as a black person, I think of race as being something that I can see. So I see you and I know what race you are.
0: Do you really, though? Is that a point we can really make? I mean, seriously, come on now. Look at people today and say, can you really figure out someone's race just by looking at them and now don't even get me started on gender I have a crazy gender story to get to but let's see if Whoopi can dig herself out of this because I think she only got herself into a little deeper hole
1: and the discussion was about how I felt about that I felt that that it was really more about man's inhumanity to man and how horrible people can be to people. And we're seeing it manifest itself these days.
0: Now, man's inhumanity to man, that's an interesting distraction from how you screwed up and said that the the Jews were not victims of the Holocaust based on race. Uh, that it was all about man's inhumanity to man. Well, anybody who's mean to somebody, that's man's inhumanity to man, isn't it? So interesting wordplay there, but we'll let it go. There's more.
1: But people were very angry and they said, yeah. no, no, we are a race. And I, I, I understand. I understand. I, I felt differently. I respect everything everyone is saying to me. And I, I you know, I don't want to fake apologize. You know, I, I was, I'm very upset about, that people are misunderstood what I was saying. and
0: Well, she said two things there. I don't want to fake apologize. So that means you're not apologizing. So this isn't an apology to all those people you offended. You just said you understand, but you haven't said you're sorry. You did say you're sorry that people didn't understand what you were saying. Now, that's kind of interesting. I'm sorry you didn't see my point of view. That's not an apology. Now, for all the people who are calling ABC TV and saying Whoopi needs to be fired, you're wrong. You're very, very wrong. We need to protect all speech. Everybody needs to feel free to say whatever the heck they want, because that's the only way we're going to understand what people actually believe. And we do need to understand what people are believing to try and shut anyone up whether it's Joe Rogan or Whoopi Goldberg, is foolish. It's a bad idea. And it ultimately will hurt us. Because you're not going to be able to get truthful information from people. So for everybody who wants Whoopi canceled, I, I think you're on the wrong side of this. I think we need all speech defended, especially speech that hurts your feelings, that makes you think, because you'll better understand the person on the other side of those words. That's really important. Ricky Gervais said it uh, yesterday. He said nothing should be off limits, specifically in comedy. He wants to get canceled. There's a great story on the thedailywire.com, uh, Ricky Gervais talking about uh, cancel culture, and he gets it. He understands it fully. And comedy should not be censored ever. But I don't want anybody censored. Uh, Even um, Netflix has come out with a new version of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, somebody talks about canceling Leatherface, to which he responds by cutting them up with a chainsaw. No, there won't be any cancellations. None whatsoever. (laughs) Whoop. Uh, You stepped in it on this one. We don't talk anymore. We haven't talked in about 10 years. But uh, I don't think she's going to get out of this one that easily. But I also don't think she will be canceled, nor should she be canceled. Nobody anywhere should be canceled. Just my take on things. Just throwing that out there. Um, We got to get into a little bit of fun with Joe Biden, because Joe Biden, our president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., was... um, was busy in the past couple of days. Very busy. And so that leads us to opportunities for Joe to say dumb things and ask the question.
3: What in God's name is Joe <laughs> Biden trying to say?
0: That's a really good question. Uh, yesterday, Joe hosted uh, a, con- a conference, a convention of sorts with governors and talking to governors and trying to make sure um, he he was hearing governors. Although I don't think he actually... Uh, spoke to the governors to the point where they were able to ask him questions. As a matter of fact, after he gave his address to the governors, he tried to take questions, but wasn't allowed. How many times does this happen? Let's listen to this one.
3: Why don't I stop and uh, take any questions you all may have? And they tell me I'm supposed to call on Governor Cox first. So... He says, "I'm going to stop and let's take
0: some questions, Governor Cox," and then suddenly the White House press staff loses it. And like, no, no, we can't have the questions, and they jump in with the "Get out of here! Everybody's got to leave!" Great, okay. I think we will have. Uh,
1: Supreme, Supreme Court candidates. Thank,
2: thank, thank you, and guys. How long you thank is you you guys let's go. Thank, thank, thank you, guys. Thank, thank, you. So go. thank, thank you, guys. you. Thank, thank you. Guys, let's go.
0: Thank, thank you. you, everybody. Get out. Everybody, get out. <laughs> It really is embarrassing, and why is it embarrassing? Because just minutes of, uh, earlier, Joe Biden talking to the governors said this.
3: You know, um, the uh, uh, I uh, had a chance to hear from several leaders of my administration this morning, including uh, um, former governors and uh, governor of why you've worked, uh, you've talked about. Uh, the 10,000 state workers, are you able to keep on the job? I'm not sure where you're sitting. But at uh, any rate, uh, there you are, Guff. Sorry. And uh, and uh, I uh, I know you spoke today uh, with the CDC. You had, not the, not the CDC, but you had the head of uh, my COVID team in here. Yeah, I
0: talked to somebody about something on some day that dealt with that thing. Anyone else a little worried about this guy?
3: What in God's name is Joe <laughs> Biden trying to say?
0: I know you're saying, well, that doesn't happen all the time. Well, it does happen all the time. The day before he couldn't remember Mitch Landrew, Mitch Landrieu, who's on his cabinet, who was the former mayor of the city of New Orleans. Not only did Joe forget Mitch, he
3: forgot about the concept of governor's And mayors. I remember last fall when Hurricane Ida made landfall, and and he's running my operation now. And the the former mayor of Louisiana, uh, when it hit Louisiana. The former
0: mayor of Louisiana. I know it's a tough concept, it's a very tough concept. (sighs) Joe did talk about um, spending more money, though. He talked about uh, what he's going to do, and that really is a Democrat answer, isn't it, most times? To give more money, to throw more tax money at a problem. And as he is in the midst of horrible numbers, new Rasmussen poll out today that says Joe Biden should be impeached. Half the people surveyed believe Joe Biden should be impeached. Now it's Rasmussen. They tend to lean conservative. But that's not a good sign as you start your second year. So what are the Democrats going to do? Some people say they have to start a war. And let's hope that doesn't happen. We don't need to be involved in another war. And others are saying you've got to fix the economy. And Democrats idea of fixing the economy is to throw more money at stuff as opposed to a conservative outlook. And that's to let the free market roar to get government off the backs of all these people. Joe told the governors he was going to give them a whole lot more money.
3: The American Rescue Plan uh, was a lot of money. And it was designed to uh, make sure we could carry the nation forward. We send you a whole hell of a lot of money. And uh, we're going to send you more.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the answer. Just throw money at the states and then read me the stories of how all that money was abused, sent to people who didn't need it. It's all over the place. A lot of that money, tens of millions of that money, went to Russia, went to China, went to Africa, instead of going to the American small businesses and to, I don't know, restaurants trying to keep themselves open, gyms trying to stay open. It's disgusting to me. This is a kakistocracy. This is an administration that has no idea what it's doing. But then again, the guy at the
3: top, Says stuff like this. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in terms of pure intellectual capacity. Talking about his son, Hunter.
0: Smartest man he knows. Yeah, that's where we are. I mentioned earlier as a follow-up to yesterday's story about the Second Amendment that we have news about what this administration is doing as it relates to firearms. And the Washington Free Beacon has a great story out today About uncovering a 920 million file list of gun owners. 920 million files detailing gun purchases. And it's both digital and hard copies. And it's searchable. Jim Jordan was on Laura Ingram's show last night on Fox News talking about it. And it should bother the heck out
2: of you. It was just a few years ago, the IRS went after conservatives. Then we find out the FBI is spying on a presidential campaign. Then we learned that there's all kinds of abuses in the FISA process, not just what you and I've talked about and others have talked about, but the inspector general pointed it out with two separate reports, unbelievable abuses of the FISA process. Then you see just three weeks ago, in one day, Laura, and one day we had the president of the United States give a speech in Georgia where he called half the country terrorist and racist. That same day we learned the FBI and the DOJ have set up a domestic terrorist unit and that's also the same day we learned that the Department of Education solicited the letter from the school board's association so they would have the pretext to do what they wanted to do namely go spy on American uh, parents moms and dads showing up at school board meetings so that's the context Mm -hmm. and now we learn almost a billion purchases are in this database that is searchable and usable by the government sure sounds like
0: this administration is trying to build a fence around all of your rights And my rights and our freedoms, doesn't it? And that pesky Second Amendment, which was there to make sure a tyrannical government didn't take away your rights. It's a little disturbing. Just throwing that out there, putting it out there for you to consider. All right. Uh, I see our our buddy Jim Stovall is joining us. Time for a little uh, winner's wisdom. We're trying to do this every Tuesday. With Jim Stovall. So uh, let's bounce over and get Jim on the horn. Our friend Jim Stovall is joining us. Uh, Jim Stovall, if you do not know him, you should. Please make the effort. It will be worth your while to visit JimStovall.com. Jim is a remarkable American, a guy who has overcome, uh, you know, really uh, what would have been a normal Uh, shut down to anyone else and turned it into opportunities beyond anyone else's imagination. Jim went blind as a young man, and he was on track to be an Olympic athlete. And now he's just an entrepreneur, a guy who's written more than 50 books, a guy who speaks all over the world, giving great inspirational speeches. And each week he writes the Winner's Wisdom column, and we talk to him about it. And we get our own personal session with this really inspirational guy and he joins us like he's doing right now hello my friend how you feeling i am feeling great and how are you i'm good i'm good it's february which means we're closer a little bit closer to warm weather and maybe a more regular golf schedule for me rather than praying that the snow won't come and i'll be able to play so that's a good thing and and i'm hoping the spring gets here soon very soon
4: well, fantastic. Well, may it be so.
0: Well, that's good. And a Groundhog Day coming up tomorrow, so we'll, we'll figure out what that pesky rodent has to say about winter. Uh, Jim, a couple of crazy stories in the news. I don't know if you have an opinion on it. Joe Theismann, NFL legend, just an all-around football legend, college and pros, apparently leaked the new name of the Washington football team. Any thoughts on the name, the Washington Commanders?
4: Well, you know, I, first and foremost, I, you know, I realize sensibilities have changed over the years and everything, but uh, nobody buys a multi-million or now multi-billion dollar franchise and names it something bad. You know, they, they, they want a name that's, fierce or dominant or whatever. And uh, so I, you know, and I realize some of the names are not as politically correct as they used to be, but there was nothing offensive intended. I mean, whether it's a business or a sports franchise or anything, nobody spends a lot of time, effort, and money to acquire something and then names it something that's going to be uh, offensive to people. So uh, that was certainly not the intention. uh, I've kind of gotten used to the 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 Washington football team it's kind of the, the basic thing there you know it goes back to that great uh, Jerry Kramer story about Vince Lombardi and he said we're going back to basics this is a football everybody get a good look at this this <laughs> is a football well this is the football team that plays in Washington commanders i, I don't know I, I don't know if we're talking military or commander in chief i'm not sure what we're talking about here
0: yeah it's going to be interesting to see the uh the offendista class as we like to call them uh, get their hackles raised and find something wrong with it because as you know with all your travels and all your experience there are groups of people who can find something wrong with just about anything
4: oh absolutely yeah i mean it's, it's amazing the the degree to which they will go to get offended and uh you know and you know, we have a lot of rights and freedoms in our society, but no one has the right not to be offended. I, nowhere does it say <laughs> life, liberty, and happiness, and you will never be offended. I mean, uh, some people offend us, and uh, so be it. And and we offend others. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, in our kinder, gentler times we should do that. But as I live and move and have my being to the best of my ability, um, you know, there are times uh, I may inadvertently offend somebody, and it was never my intention and uh, and, and and don't mean to. I, I was eating at a restaurant recently, and uh, my assistant, young lady, was with me, and uh, the waiter comes over, and he has a voice uh, uh, comparable to yours or mine. And I said, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And then uh, after the wait, waiter or waiter person left, she said, Um that's a trans dressed as a woman. Uh, well, I didn't know. I mean, I had no idea. And so, and, uh, so when the waiter, a wait person came back, you know, I said, uh, I, I'm very, very sorry. I'm blind. And, uh, and, uh, you know, they responded, uh, well, I, I know who you are, and, it's you know, I was never intending to do that, and I got her name, and, and one of my favorite characters I've written in any of my novels, and so I, you know, I sent to her a book and everything, but, uh, you know, you, you know it's, it's like Bruce Jenner, a big hero of mine when I was on the Olympic team, and, you know, you may watch him on TV and say, that's a trans, but I tell you, if you just listen to him, that's Bruce Jenner,
0: Yeah, it's so, you now have brought up yet another topic that we have not explored is that how does the trans community get that across to people who can't see? And that's a really interesting, we'll save that for another day. But wow, Jim, you just opened up another topic uh, because there's a story out of, um, I think it's Austria, Switzerland where a man just legally spent 75 francs to change his gender and uh, by doing so he's 65 years 64 years old by changing his gender he can retire a year earlier and collect 27 to thirty thousand dollars in government benefits like Social Security and then when he turns 66 he's allowed to change it back to male just for 75. <laughs> Franks. He's now cashed in about 30 grand for each of the two years where this will be happening.
4: Well, I believe it was Lincoln that said the way to get rid of a bad law is to enforce it vigorously. And uh, so, uh, yeah, a few more of those, and I'm sure they'll uh, change that law.
0: (laughs) They will. They will. Uh, Well, I don't want to get us too far off track. The winner's wisdom column this week is another great one, another lesson about perspective and uh, second looks, I guess, is where I would take it. Where What are we learning from your perspective, Jim?
4: Well, this week's column is called Reconsidering the Question. And uh, we live and die and succeed and fail in our society based on making good decisions and getting the right answers. And you can only get the right answer when you ask the right question and look at it the right way. And I was reminded when I was a kid, we went to elementary school and they would pass out these newsprint, little things every week called the Weekly Reader. And I always remember that. And they had puzzles in the back. And one of them was always a picture of a tree or something or uh, a field of wheat or something. But in this case, it was a tree, I remember. And you just look at it. It looks like a normal tree, all leafed out there and everything. And then the caption said, find the six presidents in the tree. And you would have sworn a minute ago there are no presidents in that tree. But then you start looking for, oh, yeah, there's Washington and Lincoln and there's Jefferson and there's Theodore Roosevelt and uh, Ulysses S. Grant was a little confusing because of the beard, but I finally got him. (laughs) And here are all these presidents. And so just by somebody telling you that, you you look at it that way. And then uh, my wife and I, like you, are tennis fans. And, you know, we were discussing this tennis tournament, and they were going to have 110 players. And the guy says, well, how many, how many matches do we have to have single elimination? And I thought, well, okay, 110, we divide it, it's 55. Now, hold it, we got an odd number, and what do we do? And I lost it. I mean, I, I cannot figure out how many matches we're going to have to have. If you ask the question differently, how many matches do we have to have until 109 people get eliminated? Well, it's very simple. We have 109 matches that one person gets eliminated, leaving the one guy who is the, uh, who is the champion. And it's very, very simple. So a question that was almost impossible for me to even ponder becomes very elementary when you look at it from a different perspective.
0: Yeah, and sometimes um, I find, Jim, that if I get locked up on a problem or a puzzle, if you will, if I walk away from it, and clear my head and come back, I look at it with uh, a fresh perspective or I consider the topic with a fresh perspective. Suddenly, the old blocks or old prejudices that were preventing me from understanding it are gone. And I'm able to see the answer or to see Ulysses S. Grant in the tree. And uh, I, I often find that works for me. Does that work for you? yeah I think so and and
4: then there is the power of suggestion. We always find what we're looking for. If you see a red car or you're thinking about a red car, everybody will be driving a red car and frankly to to harken back to our earlier conversation if if you think everybody's going to offend you, man, you can get offended you can <laughs> You can really do that. And you know I'm reminded of that old Wayne Dyer thing he told me about. he was staying down in Florida, and you know he got a condo down there. And uh, you know, and he found everybody around there was really nice. And then a guy comes by and asks, you know, what are people like in this neighborhood? And he said, where do you come from? He said Iowa. He said, what are people like in Iowa? He said, well, they're mean and nasty and everything. He said, yeah, that's about what you'll find here. <laughs> and then a lady comes by and said, where are you from? And she said, Portland, Oregon. And she was looking to buy a condo in Florida, and she said, are people nice here? And she, he said, how are they in Portland? Oh, they're nice and kind and generous and. He said yeah you'll find him about the same way here because that's what you look for you and when you look for it you find it because we always find what we're looking
0: for that's true that's true his name is jim stovall and he is generous with his time and with his lessons the winner's wisdom column is every week available to you online if you go to jimstovall.com you can sign up and get the email in your inbox and it's uh Just a nice gift from Jim, who's also written us so many books, but I suggest you do that today. Jim, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. I hope we can do this again next week.
4: I will look forward to it.
0: Always appreciate Jim Stovall. He's just a gem. Uh, Before I get out of here, I want to remind you, share the podcast with your friends tell your friends about it because frankly where else are you going to learn about the stories I've shared with you today including that story I shared with Jim about the Swiss man who legally declared himself a woman in order to retire a year earlier he'll be able to cash in on tens of thousands of dollars and then in a couple years he could declare himself a man again it's the kind of madness we have to expose all the time until next time testudo my friends testudo